I am that I am. I am that I am, but who am I? Hmm. Such a question. Such a question. Who am I? Am I Kaldra, a.k.a. Jeffrey Hoppe, acting? Hmm. He would never act like this. Who am I? Hmm. Good question. Am I Saint Germain? Some of you who have worked with Saint Germain in the past obviously doubt and question that. Hmm. Am I Adamas? Who am I? Am I Linda? Some days, yes. <laughs> Dear Jambra, I am, I am that I am. And I am Adamas, and I am Saint Germain, and I am Geoffrey, and Linda, and each and every one of you. I am your future. You've called for me. So I come from a distant time, a time in a future potential, not in a little metal ship, but maybe in a light, just maybe. I'm your past, partly because I've known you before, partly because I know of you and I know of your past. I know of these aspects and incarnations. So I'm your past. That's the toughest one. <laughs> I'm your dreams. I'm your doubts. I'm your fears. I'm you. Hmm, beautiful. May I show it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Little broken egg. Hmm. How special. Love it. I am you. I, I am. I am Shambra. I am the energy. I am the consciousness of those who are waking up around the world right now, who are looking for a different answer. I'm, I'm Adamus, indeed. I'm Saint Germain. But I'm more than anything, I'm each and every one of you. Because when the student calls, the teacher from within you comes forward. I, I am you. I'm the words that you hear in your head but you're not quite sure of. I am your intuition. I'm tapping into it anyway. I am the future potentials. I am that past that considers to haunt you, continues to haunt you over and over. I am that I am. I'm here for each and every one of you, every step of the way. This is an unusual group. Those who are here today, those who are listening in, reading later, an unusual group because you know what you want, but then it gets cloudy and confused and murky. You know exactly where you are going into yourself, into your sovereignty, into your independence. 
But sometimes along the path it gets a little bit overwhelming and confusing. So you call forth yourself in the form of an ascended master. Don't so much like that term. You call forth yourself in terms of another human who will allow this process called messaging or channeling to take place. But as you know, it's, it's you. It's you. So it, it, some of you today are wondering, who is this being in front of you? Is it, is it a masquerade? Is it a game? Partly. Partly because, you see, you do have the answers. You don't trust them. You get uh, very confused by all of these voices. Your, your own aspects are, are toying with you, confusing you. So you call forth a, a, a human who does this thing called channeling, but it's really you. Ultimately, you're not going to need this. Ultimately, I'm not going to be here like this. You will be the one sitting here. You'll be the one standing in front of groups talking. You'll be doing it in your own voice, from your own wisdom. bit scary. bit scary. But as you allow yourself into the Amyo moment, you breathe into it, you feel it. It's not. The wisdom is already there. The answers are already there. It's just when that human is going to get out of the doubts, the, when the human stops needing this type of performance, I'll call it, this type of uh, reinsur- reassurance, then you will be doing it. That will be a day that the angels celebrate. Celebrate because then I don't have to come around so often. Celebrate because that means humanity has taken a big step. They, they can actually trust another human. They can understand how a human doesn't need to be filled with flaws and fears. A human, a human can be divine and human at the same time, walking on the face of the earth. So when the student calls, the teacher within comes forward. I'm not the teacher. I'm simply an actor. Simply an actor. Acting out your words, acting out your fears, acting out your, your own precociousness. <laughs> That's all. Just, just an actor dressed like a cowboy. <laughs> so um, yes, yes, I have to do the obligatory shot. Thank you. Thank you. So, so dear Chambra, what we have going here is something, something special. Interactive uh, spirituality. Does kind of fit, doesn't it? Interactive spirituality. Uh, this is different because most humans are still used to uh, going and listening to, to a preacher, used to listening to maybe a channeler with the eyes closed used to just listening, but here we have, we have interaction, because it is your show. It is your life. It is your experience. Some, some people can't really take this. They, they, they doubt it. Well, isn't this supposed to be spiritual? Aren't you supposed to all be oming or chanting or, or 
paying some sort of a reverent tribute to some being up there? Not at all. Not at all. This is, act, this is interactive. As I've said before, you are spiritual pirates. Arg! Arg! Yes, yes. Arg! Thank you. Thank you. So, dear Shambra, yes, as, as we learned last month, that there's, there's, there are people and groups out there that, that don't like it, that don't like it, that feel that humans have to have rules and they have to be reverent and, and they, they have to do their, their form of worshiping. They can't understand how, how a group of humans like Schomburg can be so lawless. <laughs> 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 And for them, it doesn't work right now. For you, it does. So it, it gets a little chaotic at times, whether we're in a gathering like this, uh, in human form, whether we're in a gathering on the other side. It does get a little bit uh, chaotic at times, but that's a good thing. You allow yourself to express your frustrations, your emotions. You've learned not to try to suppress them, not to try to fit some sort of model or template. Oh, that, that's the beginning of being sovereign. If you're pissed, let yourself be pissed. If you're happy, let yourself laugh. If you're sad, be with that sadness. Feel whatever you're feeling. No longer trying to create some sort of uh, artificial template, uh, some sort of character that's really not real. So let's take a deep breath in this. I'm your moment as we connect with people all over the world, all over this planet. Take a deep breath. As Caldra mentioned before, you are feeling everything right now. And the, the important thing is to determine what is yours, what is not. What are, what are you feeling from Gaia? For Gaia, as we discovered in Ecuador, is indeed changing, releasing. In Egypt this month, and with these um, uprisings, it's not just a few thousand or maybe 10,000, 100,000 or more people that are rising. It is the old energy in Egypt, that is. It's being released from the temple walls, from the ground, from the air. Ancestral karma, which is deep and strong there, family karma, incarnating back and back and back again into the same family, is all being released. Millions, millions and millions who have been buried in the grounds are coming up now, being released. It's an interesting phenomena. There are there are spirit energies in the ground, uh, old incarnations that uh, are, don't currently have a physical incarnation on Earth. Uh, these, these can be released a little bit easier, but they've been stuck in, in the temples, in the walls, in the ground for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, uh, and they're, they're coming up now. What, what you're just seeing on the news is the tip of the iceberg. You're not seeing the millions of entities who are leaving now, who are, who are departing. 
they're recollecting themselves back in the other realms. They realize that their, their soul has been so fragmented, a piece here and a piece there, in the ground, hanging around the near-earth dimensions, and now they're recollecting themselves. The more difficult cases are the ones, the beings who have lived, uh, let's say, in Egypt in past lives. Some of their energy or consciousness was, was buried in the ground. Now they have another physical incarnation happening, happening simultaneously. That physical incarnation is connecting with the, uh, the ancient spirit energy of themselves. So it's more difficult for that spirit energy to leave. And, and a kind of a fight ensues between the current human incarnation and the old aspects. And the old aspects want to leave, but the current incarnation is saying, I'm not ready yet. I'm tied into this land. I'm tied into my family and my job. No matter how miserable it is, I'm tied into it. it it's old tradition, and thank God, thank yourselves, that is. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That you are breaking out of tradition, out of old patterns. Hard to do in a lot of cases because, well, old patterns and traditions are comfortable, but they're also woven with a lot of guilt. Guilt from, from family members, ones who are, you are uh, traveling through time with. Uh, so you're tied into them, but you're learning to release a lot of that old tradition. Watch this year. Uh, you've already seen it. Watch how, how this spreads across the world. Uh, it was in Tunisia and Egypt and Jordan. And, and it's the old forces of ruling and power and structure and tradition. This is, they say, this is always the way we've done it. Why change it now? But they almost can't help it. They almost, uh, just for effect, they almost <laughs> can't help it. Because somebody has been traveling around the world, meeting in groups, talking about sovereignty, talking about freeing themselves, and when the energies in the ground, in the tombs, in the temples, feels this and says, it's time to be released, they do. They do. So there's this huge undercurrent of energies that are being released, that are leaving, that are going back to, to themselves, back to their, their true nature. You're going to see it sweeping across the earth. Somebody's been traveling around, <laughs> telling these old stuck energies that they can leave. Now who would that be? And you wonder why some groups get a little upset with you? Hmm. No mystery to me. So today, let's do, let's do a Hmm. Old tradition, jeez. Let... <laughs> and Linda, if you'd be so kind to be ready with the microphone and the Adamus Awards. We're going to do some spiritual sociology today. Yes, well, this is the classroom. So, I'm so ready. I'd ask you to feel into mass consciousness for a moment. Feel into mass consciousness. Humans, human desires, the human mind, 
feel into mass consciousness for a moment. Take a deep breath. Let yourself go there, not in your mind, but in your heart. Feel into mass consciousness. Beautiful snow out there today. What does that mass consciousness feel like? Hmm? Quiet, quiet. This is a classroom. Human consciousness. So what is it? What is it about about mass consciousness? What do you feel? What <clears throat> what do humans want? I figure he dresses like a cowboy, might as well have the hat like one. So what what is it that humans really want? Any anybody. Linda will take the microphone and select volunteers. You don't raise your hand, I'll pick you. Oh good. What Good. do humans want? Love. Love. Could, is this mic on? The mic's not on. Can you hear me now? Love. 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 Oh, baby. Love. Do you want love, my dear? As much as I can handle. Ah, ah, come here to me. <laughs> 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 yes, humans want love. Love is a strange thing. I, I, I'm actually not fond of the word because it's, it's actually come to mean um, feeding. Uh, it's come to mean obligation and, and control, a lot of control. Uh, how many of you uh, had parents that said, uh, I love you, but I'm doing this because I love you? How many of you have had partners or mates that uh, say, I-, I love you, therefore you need to do something for me. Well, so good. Love. Next. Is that an award? I'll let you know. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> control. We want to control the debt. We want to control the situation. Control. Excellent. Control. That's odd. Humans. Uh, Hate control and they love control. Love-hate relationship, and uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. But yes, a lot of lot of control. Yes. Freedom. Freedom. Good. Good. What else? What do humans really desire? What are what are they working towards? Peace. Uh, Yes. Peace. Elizabeth. Security. 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 They just want to feel secure. Good. Next. We need Sartre Sage Wisdom. New Cadillac. (laughs) From the mouths of babes. Cadillac. Good. Good. It's a metaphor. It's, it's amusing, but it's a metaphor. Wanting something uh, a little better in life, uh, wanting to be uh, uh, bigger, more powerful humans. Absolutely. I'm 
Uh, well, Linda will bring the microphone, yes. I feel people want to know. They want to have knowingness. Knowing, know knowingness, really. Future, what is going to happen. Ah, they want fortune-telling. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't they just love to know what's going to happen? I'll, let me – I'm going to keep it at fortune-telling. Fortune it sounds cruder than uh, prophecy. Prophecy sounds a little bit more sophisticated. No, humans really want – they want to know why do they read horoscopes? Why why do they why do they go to readers uh, to psychics who uh, are more wrong than they are right? You uh, you all are more intuitive and actually more logical in a spiritual intuitive way than any reader out there. You don't have to be very bright to figure out what's going to happen. I could do a reading for you and say that uh, you're going to uh, have lost love, you're going to have frustrations, that there will be problems in your life, and then uh, things will happen. It's so easy to do because these are the patterns of, of human nature. Yes. Yeah. And then you'll get rich and famous, and yes, yes. So, uh, next. Um, a lot of humans want to be rescued. Salvation. Salva salvation. <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to go back to fortune telling for a moment here. So, what would what would the average person do if they really did know the future? First of all, assuming there is a uh, destined future, which there's not. That that's part of the part of the issue. But let's say that we could map it out and tell somebody exactly what was going to happen over the next five years of their life. Could they handle it? No. No. They'll, they'll blow it up, and then it wouldn't happen anyway. And, and then it would affirm uh, something that is absolutely not true, that there is destiny, that everything's already planned out and done. And it's not. Spirit's not that cruel. God doesn't have that kind of warped sense of humor. The Spirit gave each and every one of us absolute sovereignty, uh, absolute right to make choices. Uh, but for some strange reason, people, the average person, likes to believe that there is some sort of uh, overall structure, there is some sort of plan up there. There's not. I've looked for it. There is not. There are not some grand hall of records for the future. There is not some grand planet that contains all of the known information about what will happen. There is a, not a group of judgmental angels who sit up there and determine what's going to happen next on planet Earth or anywhere else. I have looked all over, and I have never found anywhere that contains the future other than right there. You are the future. It's all right there. It's all right there. Choice, Your choice. Absolutely. Next. <laughs> it is scary. Yes. People want to survive. They want to survive. Absolutely. Uh, it's one of the, the basic instinct. It was uh, there was a point in Lemurian civilization where where the human angels uh, embodied in physical matter didn't really want to survive. Uh, they, they didn't know if they really wanted to be here, but in the Atlantean era it brought about a whole different concept – survival. Survival means obviously food, 
Uh, survival means love. Uh, survival is the bare necessities of protecting you from the outside elements. But as humans have gotten more uh, productive with uh, agriculture and now able to, I've talked about this before, there is no food shortage on Earth at all. Don't believe it if you ever read about it in the papers. There is a food distribution problem. There are political problems, but the humans can grow a phenomenal amount of food right now in a very small, small particle of land. And it's lot, there's a lot of control going into agricultural production. The seeds have the ability to grow so much more than they do, but, but yet seeds respond to consciousness and, uh, of the human, the individual human and the, the collective of humans. And so, like humans, they only produce so much. You want to produce more from the seeds that you plant in the ground? Carry them with you for a month. Put them in your pocket. Put them in your mouth before the night before you plant them in the ground. They will contain your DNA, your energy, your essence. You'll have beautiful, phenomenal crops without having to have fertilizer. They are more resistant to, resistant to pests and to droughts and to, and to other elements. Food is not a, a problem. But. So humans are focused on survival, which is, which is interesting in itself also, because survival in this modern age is really quite easy. Everything is there. All the, the tools, the energy, the technology, it's all there. It's being withheld. It's being uh, survival is doled out to humans in so many countries, uh, including this country, as just enough, just enough. The, the the carrot in front of the horse. There is more than just enough. When I hear about these uh, these stories, the, the the world is running out of energy. Really, really, it's not. It's not. It might be running out of oil, but isn't it time that humans got off of oil anyway? There are so many simpler technologies. Cold fusion is one. And please don't lecture me about solar and wind. That is so ancient, so old. There are technologies right now that are coming to market that are really going to upset the system. There is new technologies that are on the laboratory bench right now that are going to be coming out in the, in the near future – your near, not mine, my near future is the next 500 years – your near future. <laughs> this world will have more than enough energy to sustain all of its needs and all of its growth and all of the people. This world has enough uh, material for, for the clothing and has enough energy to heat the houses and it has everything it needs. So there's this whole hypnotic overlay that's put out there, and sometimes you, my friends, buy into it that there's not enough. We're going to have shortages, shortages of toilet paper. Guarantee there's enough toilet paper <laughs> to keep you all happy for a long time. So uh, yes, survival, and, and I, I stop and point at, at this particular item here because it, it's, it's being manipulated right now being manipulated by people who want to make money, who want to have control, who, who want to scare humans. One of the easiest ways to do it is saying, 
we're going to have a shortage, and there are none. Please believe that. Believe it in your own life. You don't have to run out of anything, nothing. I'll talk more about it at our uh, workshop in Sedona, but how to command the energies, how to, how to, how to alchemize energy. Energy it goes from one form to the other to the other, and it can be alchemized or transmuted or changed by every human. But you have to believe and trust in yourself. You have to realize that you are Merlin. Merlin simply took energy and changed it from one state to the other. So let's never let's for Chambra never worry about survival. Worst case is what? Worst case, you die. Yeah. Worst case, you die. We come and have a big party over here, and then you have the choice. Do you want to go back for more? I've said it before, but I want to restate it for some of the new people or some of the uh, people who are going to be reading this in the future. Dying is much, much easier than being birthed. You've died thousands of times, and you generally, your consciousness generally leaves actually before you die. Several days. Now, your physical being and your mind are still working. Most people wouldn't suspect a thing, but you leave before you leave. So, and if you think, no, it's some you know car accident or sudden heart attack, no, 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 you're already gone. You're you're really just acting at that point. Your body is still carrying on. The vitals are still there, and you're still you're you're kind of acting in. A, autopilot, but you're already gone, because you're smart enough, you've done this, you've crossed over enough times to know, leave before you go. <laughs> That's another T-shirt. Uh, yes. Yes. Nobody will know what you're talking about, so it's – yeah, WTF, huh? Win the future. That was funny. Uh, so, dear Shambra, we've listed something. Any uh, one or two other comments? What, what human consciousness? What, what do they really want? Humans in general. Yes, I'm well, inspired by your words, by the way. Well, they always want to socialize. Socialize, yes, uh, so, uh, that's good. They they want uh, community. Community. May I write community? Good. I was going to anyway. So, <laughs> community. Yes, and this is a very interesting phenomena as well. And it's actually, in a way, it's the antithesis of, of your spirit. And the community came in big about the time of Atlantis – not to blame everything on Atlantis, but uh, makes for good movies and books. So everything in Atlantis became very communal. You, you all lived together. And you, you shared everything – meals, work, children, families. It was like one great big dysfunctional family. <laughs> Humans were afraid to be alone because they didn't understand what was out there or in here. So instead, the distraction was becoming communal. Communal was good to a point because it got humans to cooperate – a lot of good that's done. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it didn't work. Uh, so com communal was good to a point, but it took away the individuality. Uh, communal was a good way of assisting each other, but it also helped to develop this thing that we call mass consciousness or extreme hypnosis. 
because in a commune it's much easier to psychically and energetically and mechanically program the mind. So you've spent the next uh, 100,000, 150,000 years trying to get out of that, and I'm amazed some days when you talk about living in a commune together. Do you know how long that would last? One afternoon. <laughs> because, because you, Shambra, are aspiring for your own sovereignty and your individuality. Now, I talked recently about the new type of community that you have here. There's no rules. You're not living together. You're learning to be independent, sovereign beings uh, by yourself, but you're, you're sharing your stories with each other. You're sharing your experiences. And whether you come together once a month or once every six months, that, that community serves a purpose. But communes, that type of thing, no. Social interaction is good, up to a point. What tends to happen in uh, social interactions is uh, – well, there's a social part of it, but what I observe is there is a tremendous feeding energy. And it comes from the need of humans to be accepted. <coughs> humans don't accept themselves, so therefore they look for it in other people, in society. They look for acceptance from their parents, first of all, from their teachers, from their, um, their, their peer groups, their friends. They look for acceptance on the outside because it's not coming from the inside. You want to know how to make a person really happy? Accept them. Say the words of acceptance. It means more than – acknowledgement and acceptance means more than a paycheck. means more than a paycheck. People talk about wanting to be paid more. Acknowledge them and accept them. It means much, much more. Much more. So yes, there is a need for community, for acceptance, for camaraderie. Humans are still generally terrified at being alone. And an interesting phenomena also, when we do our Dreamwalker Ascension class, uh, one of the biggest things that, that the attendees encounter is the dilemma of being sovereign. The dilemma of being in what we call your third circle – it's a metaphor – of being totally self-sufficient. And when we get to this point in the class, the, the attendees have to make a big choice, and, and most of them don't. Uh, most of them let it linger, but it will come back to them. And they say, in the third circle, I'm, I'm it. I, I am that I am. What do I do every day? What do I do? Who, who are my friends? Are there other Ascended Masters I can hang with? Uh, what issues do I work through or work out? It's, in the humans that attend this say, it sounds really boring. I think I'll, I'll delay my ascension for about 20 lifetimes. I'll just try to perfect being a human. But once, truly, once you, once you understand, once you uh, acknowledge yourself, and once you understand I am, there's, you don't have to worry about boredom or other beings or what to do. 
uh, time becomes a total illusion. And could you imagine, perhaps, just being in love with yourself and that's enough? Not needing uh, the, the outer reflection, the outer uh, energies? Could you imagine just being with you for an eternity? Oh no! <laughs> ah, and that's, that's one of the challenges that I have, and Katumi and the others, is because you've got this um, overlay. You can't possibly imagine that. Who? Me being with me forever? Nobody to argue with, nobody to, to uh, laugh with, no goals, no, pur- no purpose. And then you withdraw. You say, well, uh, I, I don't, maybe I don't believe that part of what Adamus is saying. It sounds really boring. There's got to be some action up, up there on the other side, something, a good football game, anything. <laughs> so we've listed ten things that, um, that are predominant in human consciousness right now. Ten things that, that people want, and of course there's a lot more, but actually this starts summing it up. What do I consider to be the most important? I'll tell you, and please let's have the Adamas Award ready now. Let me just come up to the front here. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, and this is perhaps one of the biggest trends going on Earth, probably one of the reasons why things are happening the way they are, but also one of the biggest reasons for uh, conflict and stuck energy. Right now, freedom. That's a word, yes. So, freedom. Uh, And it's so obvious, so obvious that – thank you. All of these actually are correct answers, but the one I want to talk about today is freedom. What are you seeing right now in the news? Desire for freedom. Human, any angelic being by nature cannot be restricted or limited or controlled forever. Sooner or later, something within comes out and says, I want freedom. It actually comes from the spirit more than the human, and I'll get into that in just a moment. But they want freedom. There's something that comes up from within, and particularly when they can start sensing it and feeling it in other humans. They can start feeling it in the air around them. Actually, in a very beautiful way, Earth, the physical Earth, is becoming free right now. Gaia. Is a spirit just like any one of any one of you, a soul being, grand soul being, who took on the responsibility for physical Earth. But even her time is up. She's she's done what she came here to do to set up this Earth as a living, uh, a living planet, a living um, space, and it's done. Gaia is now releasing her water, her air, not. Releasing it like that. Uh, <clears throat> she is turning over uh, the, the water, the air, the trees, the, the fish, the, the animals. 
So even Gaia wants that freedom. Well, what happens is humans on Earth, or humans that have been buried on Earth, or still, you could say, are walking the Earth, suddenly sense that in the air. Freedom is sweeping across the world right now in, in an unprecedented way. And we started working on it – well, we've always been working on it – but there was, a big, there was a big push for freedom back in the, the 1700s. 1700s, throughout Europe – and oh, this was a difficult one that I and many of you were involved in – how to free Europe of, the, of the, the, the kings, the royalty, the earls, the, the knights, and, and those who controlled and manipulated the energies. And we tried to set up a free Europe, also free of a lot of the political boundaries, free of the old uh, energies, uh, some of the old conflicts. And as things did not work out so well, we, we – uh, meaning uh, the um, orders that I was working with at the time, myself, many of you, we set up this place called America uh, as the – what was called the New Atlantis, the Free Atlantis, the free country. Also Australia as the free countries. And the call went out, and many of you came here, to experience uh, a, a new kind of freedom that hadn't been seen on this earth in a long, long time. It worked to a degree. Now we're going to the next level of freedom, and it's literally sweeping across the world. And people feel freedom, the desire for freedom within, because they do have most of their basic needs. They're, they are able to survive, and uh, some of them actually have Cadillacs. Uh, and so this, this freedom is sweeping over the world right now. What is it a freedom from? What was it a freedom from? Microphone? No problem. You have to be quick today. Oh, sure. These are simple, simple answers. Free, what kind of control? Government. Government. Taxes. Wait, do you want to use the mic or not? Well, you have to run. I, yes. Yeah. Raise hands and run. Yeah. Go ahead. Oppression. Oppression. Uh, specifically, what kind of oppression? Um, religious. Re religion. Absolutely. Now, I, I'm going to make a comment on that. I have been questioned about my, uh, my stance on religion. And it's not about the spiritual nature of the religion, but it's the controlling nature of religion. It is easier to control groups of people through religions than anything else. Therefore, it's, it's predominant on Earth right now. Therefore, at times like this, religions actually try to get stronger. It's easier to intimidate or control somebody with their beliefs, and that's what we don't do here. The only belief, the only, the only focus is that it is all within you. And that's a, that's a hard one. So, but absolutely, religious, religious beliefs. And uh, you all know this already, but the wars that are taking place here on Earth, what is the underlying energy? Religion. They're being fought in the name of God, under the banner of heaven. Religion. Uh, the, the situation in Egypt and some of the other countries right now is going to come down to, in many cases, religion. Religion stronger than government. So, Because it deals with beliefs, and people become 
fanatical. And people actually would prefer to have organized spiritual beliefs, organized religious structures. They have more of a need for that than a government structure. So actually governments and religions have been at odds with each other for a long time, strange bedfellows sometimes, and at other times directly opposed to each other, because ultimately religious control is stronger than government. Okay, what else? Freedom from what? Oh, oh I got the mic. Fear. Freedom from fear, yes. And specifically, what kind of fear? Every kind. Every kind. Name three. Worry, which might be connected to survival. Yes. Um, freedom from the need for approval. Yes. Which also might be connected to survival. Absolutely. Freedom from thought. Thought. Good. Excellent. So freedom from fear. A lot of fear, and the fear runs the gamut. The fear of hurting yourself, the fear of losing everything that you have. By the way, some of you here are experienced in that. You've lost everything, and you're still here. You didn't really lose everything. You just lost some old perceptions. So yeah, freedom of fear, the fear of your own thoughts, is, is uh, huge and strong. Uh, the, the, one of the biggest fears is a repeat of painful, difficult or challenging things you've had in another lifetime. Some of you have a fear of fire. You've been burned at the stake, so obviously you're going to fear that again. Some of you have feared of um, beheading – such a terrible thing uh, – because it's happened before, or fear of diseases. These are the aspects. These are the the old stories popping up again. So yes, okay. Few few more. Freedom. What do people want to be free? Run, Forrest, run. <laughs> Freedom to speak your truth. Speak your truth. Yes, absolutely. That that's. Uh, I'll get into that in a moment. That's an interesting one. Uh, it's it's. In some countries, it's guaranteed the, the, the right to free speech. Most people never use it, and they think free speech is just being able to tell somebody to uh, or expressing their beliefs. Very few people actually speak freely. They don't know how to. Uh, I, that's that's a whole nother class. That uh, that's a whole nother discussion. Most people can speak from their head out through their mouth. And 90% of it is trivial or garbage. It's coming from their brain. It's, they like, the brain likes to hear itself talking because then when the brain hears itself, it reinforces its identity. If, it, if your brain hears yourself talking, you say, I must really be smart, and I, therefore I exist because I can hear myself talking. So therefore, therefore my brain is real. Most of it is garbage. Real speech comes from the heart, and it, it incorporates the mind and incorporates the body of consciousness, but it comes from the heart. You know when you're listening to somebody speak if it's coming from the heart, because it's inspiring, because it, you can feel the magnetic effect on your body, you can feel the chemical effect inside your body. 
when somebody is speaking from their heart. But if it's from their brain, and they engage you, they engage you in a brain-to-brain thing, and they try to get you as mental as they are, and generally walk out not understanding a word that was said or feeling that you're having some sort of tug-of-war, or they're stealing your energy. So, yes. Okay, freedom. Humans are seeking freedom. By nature, any angelic-souled being ultimately has to have freedom. Ultimately. The question I have today for this group and for everybody listening and this is a very important question because it has a lot of, uh, to do with where Earth goes, where this planet goes from here, but it has an a overwhelming implication on all of the new Earths that are uh, being architected right now, that are under construction. Because as goes Earth, goes all of the other Earths. This, this one Earth uh, can't possibly hold accommodate all of the angelic beings who are looking for the human experience. And all angelic beings must go through a human experience on their way to ascension. Uh, those are the, that is, that is the uh, how do you, you would say it's the easiest way. It's not very easy, but it's the, uh, it is the way of ascension, to become fully embodied, to become into yourself. So you're not just uh, airy, gaseous matter in angelic form. You're actually living and experiencing it. Angels really can't experience. Uh, they really can't. They can – how would you say? They can kind of sense things, but only here on Earth and, and subsequently the new Earths can you experience life. So the question becomes uh, – this is a very important one, and I hope you have the answer because I don't <laughs> – are humans ready for freedom? Uh, you say yes, but before, before you – because intuitively you're saying, well, every, everybody should have the right to freedom. And that may be true, but what I asked, are humans ready right now, in this era, at this time? Now feel back into mass consciousness for a moment. Feel into mass consciousness. Are they ready for freedom? Uh, microphone, please. My pleasure. Yes, sorry. Edith, we want everybody in the universe to hear what you have to say. It seems like they need to be ready for freedom. Perhaps, or not. Well, it would sure be a heck of a mess if they can't learn how to handle freedom. Good question. Good, good observation. But but we're at a we're at a uh, Tobias would call it a point of separation on Earth right now. That's why you're feeling the tension. That's why everything seems to be uh, uncertain. So, are humans ready? Any other comments? Are humans ready for freedom? And I'm not talking about you. You. I'm talking about humanity. I don't believe they are. I think uh, they like the control. I think they don't want to trust themselves, so they are always looking for someone else to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. So they might want a different level of freedom, because right. they're where they're at right now, like in Egypt. They know they want something else, so right. they, that's how they ah, achieve that. Good, good point. They know they want something else. We'll use Egypt as an example, because I have lived there and I've 
was going to go there. So, but what are they going to get? What's going to happen over these next few months? And that's why we're discussing it today, because even what we're doing here is opening consciousness. So, uh, Vince. They will get something, but will it be a different form of control like a theocracy? Yes. So, how much of a how much a cake will they get? Uh, you know, it, it's up to them. It's up to them. But that's what I'm asking. What intuitively feel into it? What's going to happen? I think they're going to have an experience. <laughs> <laughs> So next month, you come up here. <laughs> they will. Any others? What, what, what's going to happen intuitively? What's going to happen in Egypt and therefore a lot of other countries? We're talking about freedom. So, yes. I had an answer and then you changed up the question. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say that you, you have to take responsibility then, and a lot of people don't want to do that. Brilliant. Deserving I know I'm brilliant, but thanks. A, a dervis, a deserving of a Damas Award, absolutely. So the question is, freedom, freedom uh, now takes on a new meaning. It, it's about responsibility. So how many humans are willing to be responsible for their own lives? Not many. Not many. How many rely on their government to do their work for them, in other words, to make sure that they have just barely enough food, just barely good enough roads to travel on, but a big military, that's important. That was a joke. <laughs> Somebody reading this actually believing that. So how many are ready to take on the responsibility for their health? For their health. Uh, and the question is, are you ready? Are you ready? Mostly yes, but, but there's still doubt. There's still doubt. But y y whether you go to a doctor or do it with standard technology is the same. You're taking responsibility. It is your body, and it is your, your body. But yet so many humans don't, don't believe that. So many humans then demand from somebody else that it be taken care of. Responsibility means that, well, you stop blaming your parents. You educate yourself. One of the problems with education right now is it's, the responsibility is turned over to something else, and humans don't know how to educate themselves anymore. The parents blame the schools, but the parents should look at themselves and their, and their uh, sons and daughters. Humans are not taking responsibility for their abundance. They get mad at the government and say, we should have more bread. Then go out and grow it and bake it. Or get yourself weaned off of the need to have to eat food, or as much food. So it's an excellent question, or excellent answer, responsibility. The, the one that intrigues me is the responsibility for perhaps the, the most important thing of all, and it's your spirit. Oftentimes it's turned over to a priest or a rabbi or a church or a temple. It's turned over to a mosque or anything else. Humans have forgotten how to take responsibility and feel their own spirit. And somebody says, well, it's written in this book, so there you have to follow it. You know, it's, it's easy. 
it's easier, it's lazy, and it's not free. So I'm amazed that humans are calling out for freedom. Do they really know what they're calling out for? No. no. Do they want just a little bit more bread? Do they want just a, a little bit more pay at their job and a little bit more freedom uh, to do human things? Absolutely. So I bring the question up again, because this is, this is monumental. And this is what's happening all across the world. It's happening in China, it's happening in India, in the Mideast, and, and right here, right, right in what you would call your more uh, developed countries. But uh, hardly you could call it a developed country anywhere if people are still uh, – if they still have to go to a job, if they have to derive their income by going to a job at a prescribed time. Now, many of you here have um, become jobless. Uh, in other words, you've created your own jobs. And now you are free, but you work hard, but it is, it is your passion and your choice. So as long as there is still this structure, there's really not freedom. So, and I say that because watch what happens next, in the next few years. This wave of freedom is going to start going around the world. And it's going to start penetrating into, into areas that are pretty obvious – countries with dictators, countries that are, that are controlled politically. Next, it's going, to start, it's going to create another circle and come around the earth like a whiplash into countries that have uh, excessive and, uh, and uh, limited um, spiritual, religious beliefs uh, and lack of true religious freedom. You know what that's like. Until recently, and even now, you are laughed at for your beliefs, and there's still an underlying fear that you're going to be persecuted for it by your own family and friends, first of all, and possibly by the government, possibly a knock on the door late one night, somebody saying, we've been following you, we've been watching you, come with us. And it's not going to happen, by the way, but there's still that underlying, that underlying fear. Then it's going to continue going around the world, spinning and spinning this, this call to freedom, and it's going to start making people think about whether they really have freedom. Oh, it's, it's, going, to, it's going to mushroom. They're going to start looking at their jobs uh, and if they really have freedom. They're going to start looking at their families. They're, they're going to start looking at themselves, their aspects. Uh, that's perhaps one of the most difficult, and, and you've gotten there, but most humans have many lifetimes to go before they even begin to understand. Uh, freedom from your aspects. Freedom from your past. Freedom from yourself. So back to the, back to the issue. So this, this call to freedom. Sometimes emotional, frenzied, dra dramatic call to freedom, which is, which is now taking place, spins and spins and spins around the world. Then what happens? People realize what freedom really means. Now, you know what it's like when you have a spinning motion one way, and then suddenly you have a spinning motion the other way. The two start uh, colliding with each other. 
Now you've got some energy. <laughs> now you've got now you've got energy. The rest of the world has troubles, but you have energy. <laughs> and it is just energy. Uh, and uh, with Caldra's uh, approval, I'll tell a bit of a story. He's not approving, but I'll tell it anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. In the midst of all this concern about Egypt and taking a, a large group there, and of course the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the commitments and the obligations, uh, the, the uh, responsibility for a large group, the money issues and everything else, Caldera went into a bit of a, oh, let's call it uh, anxiety or hyper-anxiety. Couldn't breathe very well. Couldn't breathe very well. Really, uh, now started to split his body and his mind and every other part, and was in was in a lot of chaos. A lot of you can relate to that uh, circumstances in your life, and uh, so, like <laughs> like many of you, he forgot. He forgot the basics. Take a deep breath. That was that's hard to do when you're in hyper anxiety, but it's important to do. That's the time when you want to do it. That's the time when you should sing a little bit, when you should like tone a bit and let those energies flow through you. They're stuck. That's why you have anxiety. You want to let them out. You want to open them up. It's hard to do when, when you're in panic and terror and fear. It's a good time to do it. And then Caldera forgot that it's just energy. It's just energy. Breathe it in. That's the last thing you want to do when you're in the midst of chaos and trauma or depression or anything else like that. Breathe it in. Suck it in. So I had to gently tap Caldra <laughs> and say, breathe it in, because there is, a, there is a, an automatic response. You try to push it away. You try to either ignore it or get rid of it or whatever. But no, breathe it in. Oh, and it hurts at first. It's, it's emotionally, physically painful in the moment. The last thing that you want to do is, is actually breathe it in, but that's the best thing. You suck it in. You breathe it in. Yeah, all the chaos and all the trauma in Egypt, you breathe it in. It doesn't mean you're giving approval to it or accepting it. It just means you recognize it's just energy. Just energy. So you breathe it. You breathe it. You breathe it in. That's ah, a good thing to do with anything. Then you then you let it go. You realize you are transmuting it. You don't have to think about it. You realize now that energy is going to serve you, and that's exactly what's going to happen in this case. So, dear dear Shambra, you got all this turmoil, all this this spinning going on. There are people who are demanding freedom, but when they start getting it, that going beyond just a little bit more of a paycheck and a little bit more food, when it goes beyond just the human uh, rudimentary needs, then what happens? And you know, and I ask you the question, because every one of you has encountered it, what happens when you suddenly contemplate sovereignty, when you suddenly understand that you are God also, you understand that your choices become reality. What happens? Choke. You choke. You choke. It's like, I didn't want that much freedom. 
I, I just wanted life to be a little easier. No. And please remember this. Freedom is an all-or-nothing proposition. Absolutely. Because there, there is no partial freedom. That is still imprisonment and limitation. It is only when you are totally free that you are free. And that, my dear friends, is what you are going to encounter on Earth. The beings who want some freedom and, and who, will, who will become violent over it or who do anything, burn themselves, whatever it takes, while the majority of humans want some freedom – they, they want the freedom to go to the uh, ballot box and, and select the person that they want. They want the freedom to choose their job. They want the freedom for uh, some rudimentary things. But true freedom? Freedom of the soul? Freedom that transcends everything – death, life, everything. Most humans are not ready for that, unfortunately. Most humans are going to collide with themselves when it comes to that. And what happens then is there is a natural tendency to go backwards, or try to go backwards, as you all know, as you all have experienced. Then they try to manipulate a little freedom of this, some, some not freedom of that, some controls here, some controls there, and it gets out of hand, and it just goes back to controls whether it's government or religious. And that has a very good probability in some of the countries that are going through this dilemma right now. They're going to replace one form of control for another, most likely. And, and they're going to be uh, – uh, what is our word? They're going to be given some circus and bread in the meantime, make them feel good, a little football, a little Schlitz beer, and they think they have freedom. But something in their soul doesn't buy it. The, humanness, the human aspect is temporarily pacified, but something in their soul doesn't buy into it. And now they become even more frustrated, more depressed, and more lost as to what the term freedom means. And then they, what, what do they do? They just surround themselves with um, blankets of hypnosis. They delude themselves. And they say, maybe tomorrow it will be better, or maybe it will be better for my children in their time. That is Machio. That is Machio. So dear friends, I, I bring this up because every one of you has encountered this, and I'm going to pose something to you in just a moment. You have a have the potential of creating a tremendous influence in the terms of other potentials that aren't being seen right now by many people in the world about freedom. You are the ones who have delved into it in yourselves. You are the ones who are learning how to become truly free. And through your consciousness, you can uh, put it out there to these countries, to these people. You can help them to have a greater understanding of what freedom truly is, so the energies don't have to circle back around. They don't have to collide. They, they don't have to 
suddenly be choked on what true freedom is. This is not a religious thing. It's not even spiritual uh, a thing. But it is, what is true freedom of the soul? And as you contemplated, as we contemplated here in a group, we put out a new potential. We're not trying to force any people, any country, to believe in one thing or the other. But right now, we can take a moment and literally expand the potential of true freedom. So for those who choose it, for those who are willing to go there, it can become their reality. I want you to feel into your own freedom, what you've learned, your own path of release. Oh, and you've been releasing. (laughs) and releasing, and releasing, all layers that help you get to freedom. Go back into mass consciousness where you were before. Breathe in your wisdom about freedom. Allow yourself to share from what comes in from your heart about the freedom, true freedom. Sovereignness. No control. Breathe into it. Breathe upon it. I can hear some of your heads chattering away right now, saying to yourself, I don't know anything about freedom. Look at my life. Ah, yes, you do know about freedom. Freedom comes from a very deep place within. So let's take a deep breath. You, you, my dear friends, are creating some unprecedented potentials. Now it's up, up to the others. Now it's up to them. What do they choose? Which direction do they go? So let's, uh, let's let that energy expand, let it go. No need to control it. Let's talk, about, let's talk a little bit more about your freedom. Your freedom. So as I said, your, uh, freedom is an all-or-nothing thing, but, uh, but you do take a journey towards it or into it. Let's take a look at some of the things in your life uh, where Maybe it's not so free, or things that are holding you back from being free. Linda, microphone, please. My pleasure. What's holding you back from being free? Body issues. Body Health. issues? Yeah. Body. Um, absolutely. And that's, that's one that is very difficult and challenging, but not. 
as long as you continue to believe that your body and your mind and your spirit are separate, you probably will have body issues. You are a body of consciousness. You are integrated. You, your body of consciousness is, a, is a, my word for soul. It's all, it's all you. But when the body is separated and the spirit is separated and the mind, uh, there's going to be issues because they, uh, these, these parts of you, want freedom. Your body wants freedom so desperately – not just yours, but the body wants freedom. It has been controlled. It's been manipulated. It's been uh, not acknowledged. It's been disacknowledged. Uh, it has been abused. It has been traumatized in every possible way. It wants freedom of expression. It wants to heal itself, but you're not letting it. It wants to go through this process of the DNA redoing itself. And it's redoing itself magnetically it's re- and, and, and chemically. Uh, it's redoing not just into uh, more strands, uh, but it's redoing the way it, it integrates body, mind, and spirit into a body of consciousness and the way it connects to, to Earth and some other things. But you're, you're not letting your body do what it knows how to do. You're going on these diets. Uh-uh. You're not listening. Your body really wants to heal itself. When are you going to give it the freedom to do that? Good. Okay. Body. Yes? Uh, trust or lack thereof? Lack thereof. Um, Yes, the, the lack of trust will absolutely uh, suffocate freedom. Absolutely. Next. Vices. <laughs> and we think we have the freedom to choose our own and give us a little, little break from it. But. Vices, uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, and vices will lead you to believe that you're not free, but. Uh, what are what are vices? Uh, what, give me a couple examples of what's a vice. What are your vices? Well, if you choose to escape with drugs, or if you choose to escape, you know, the realities of of everyday life. And yes. So vices: uh, smoking, drinking, sure. drugs, yeah. sex, uh-huh. uh, pleasure. Right. Yeah. Pleasure. Yeah. And it actually yeah. stifles yeah. your freedom. Oh, food. Uh, we can we can write a whole long list. These are very, very simple. Uh, and this is old programming. Uh, we've talked about it before, but in Atlantis it was discovered that you could really get somebody to work hard and long uh, by programming, programming them for a little bit of pleasure. So literally an energetic center that was located right in here <laughs> so, r- <laughs> right in this area was um, energetically, um, uh, kind of mechanically and, and uh, psychically implanted there. And the elite uh, of Atlantis used that to make people work long and hard, because at the end of the day they got just a little bit of – little treat, a little treat. So this pleasure center is still there until you free yourself of it, uh, and you're going to you're going to obey, you're going to follow rules, work hard, do all the rest of that if you just get a little pleasure now and then. And then it becomes very warped and then you, you think you're a bad person, that you have vices, that you have no strength or self-control. It was all designed that way, to make you feel bad about yourself, that you have these vices. 
There are no vices. You're not addicted to anything. Believe me. And I, I know some of you will want to argue with, with me about it, and I won't. Uh, but you, you think you can become addicted to tobacco. You cannot. Oh. You cannot. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Alcohol. Uh, sex. These are triggers that start right there and then go into your brain, and then you say, I'm addicted, therefore I'm flawed, therefore I have to keep suffering until I get stronger or better. There, I need to go out and find some savior or messiah. How could I possibly be God? Also because I smoke cigarettes. Get over it. Get over it. I've known a lot of really good drunk ascended masters, and uh, <laughs> but you you burden yourself with this guilt. There's something wrong. I'm a pervert. Not me, but you. I'm a pervert. I, I you know I eat too much. I eat too little. It's like this was all part of the programming. Therefore, you're not free. Therefore, you buy into it. You buy into all that crap. And it's so easy to let it go. But the question is, are you ready? Are you ready for your own freedom? I asked you about Earth before, but maybe I was really asking about you. Are you ready? What's keeping you from being free? I'll tell you, aspects. Oh, those little – now I'm talking about the, what uh, we described as the gray or the dark aspects, the disassociated, those little critters. They're like cockroaches. They're like varmints, and, and they, they, they can hide so easily. They, they can survive your death, and they come back. They're like cockroaches surviving a nuclear holocaust. They're still there. When the world ends, it will be taken over by cockroaches. Your aspects are, are in many ways, your cockroaches. The disassociated ones, they are keeping you from being free. They manipulate you. They, they put those little words in your head. They tell you that you're not worthy. You've let them do this. You've let them get away with murder. Literally. Literally. You, because you've given up your freedom and your free will. Consciously, unconsciously, you've given it away. You, you, and if you're not giving it away to some <clears throat> church or government, you're giving it away to your aspects. You're giving it away. So I ask you, are you ready to be free? You know, <laughs> stop channeling the channeler. It's so confusing. Who's on first? You say that. You say that. But I asked you to look into mass consciousness before, but in a way you were really looking into yourself. And I'm pushing you today, I hope. I hope I'm making you uncomfortable. I hope you're watching your watches or pretending that you're sleeping right now, because this is important for you, for the world. Maybe it just doesn't give a damn, but, but. Here, here's why we're talking about it, because you've asked for it. You've called out for it. You've wanted to know about your freedom, what's stopping you, what's in the way. Your, your lack of freedom is some of the old beliefs, but those are mostly 
either dissolved away or they've been ripped away. Uh, the, a lot of the lack of freedom is still your lack of trust in yourself. Uh, we talk about amyo, but do you really understand what amyo is? Maybe there, but is here ready for amyo? Not, no. No. You're getting closer. But when I say amyo, it's that complete trust in yourself that you're not worried about your body anymore. You're, you're, you're allowing your body to heal itself. You're, you're not worried about trying to think through everything. I will celebrate with you. I will dance and drink with you uh, till the early morning hours when you stop thinking. And it sounds like sacrilege when I say stop thinking, because you're like, that's all I have. If I stop thinking, what's going to happen? The devil's going to take over. <laughs> that's, oh, I love that one, the devil. So you have to be vigilant. You have to always be thinking. That's not your heart. That's a, a, an old brain. That's aspects are they've infiltrated the brain. They use the brain, and so does mass consciousness, and so does all the other hypnotic machio out there uses the brain. When you really stop thinking, you will be free. And I know that's a little tough because your mind's trying to say, "Well, how can I stop thinking?" Well, that's your mind, obviously. <laughs> It wants you to keep thinking. It's pushing for you to keep thinking. It's, it'll do anything to keep you thinking. But when you stop thinking, you get back into your body of consciousness, your, your soul. When you have that much, when you have that much trust in yourself, and you don't yet, so you're not free. You're getting there. And if I could do anything in my time with you, is to aggravate you and encourage you and to humor you and to do whatever it takes to get you to trust yourself and to be free. Why? Because you've asked for it. Otherwise, I wouldn't care. <laughs> you're, you're mad about it. You want it so much. But then when I tell you what freedom is and what's keeping you from it, then some of you get agitated, and poor Calder and Linda get all these emails. <laughs> uh, but. So, um, so dear Shambra, we have an, we have another we have another situation with your freedom. You're you're at odds with your soul. You're at odds with your soul. Your soul wants freedom, but you don't. This desire for your own personal freedom is coming from your soul. It's not coming from you, your brain. The, the human aspect is so conditioned to lack of freedom uh, that, that it's, it's basically accepted it, but your soul is calling out that, that, that all of you, the body of consciousness, your, your heart, whatever you want to call it, it wants its freedom. And you are holding it back, and it's pissed. <laughs> You are holding your soul back from having freedom, because you're part of your soul, and you're not letting it have its freedom. Can you imagine how pissed your soul is? You're holding your soul back, because you're, you're in this human condition, lacking freedom, and, and actually accepting the lack of freedom. On the other hand, 
you are blaming your soul indirectly for your lack of freedom. You are blaming your soul. I know it because I hear you saying, well, it must be some divine plan. There must be the overlord of my human self called my soul that's manipulating things and directing things that I have no influence over. So therefore the soul is some controlling being, and someday I may get to meet and may get to reconnect with, but what a son of a bitch that soul is <laughs> for doing this to me. The soul should have written out what was going to happen in my lifetime. The soul should have kept these bad things from happening to me, that freaking soul of mine. And it becomes just another excuse for not having freedom. You're blaming it on your soul, and your soul is pissed at you. This is not a good situation. <laughs> this is a conflict, my dear friends, and I'm glad you can laugh about it. You have to be able to laugh about it. But it's very true. It's very, very true. You have an ongoing battle with your soul. You blame it, it blames you. So what are we going to do? What's the answer? <laughs> I'll tell you what the answer has been up to now, and, and I'm going to push you on this. I'm going to push you to go beyond the up to now answer. The answer has been, I'll just go back to my human ways, and I'll see what happens. I'll see what happens tomorrow. Maybe if I wake up and suddenly my soul and I are friends again, You've been trying that one for many, many lifetimes. It doesn't work so well. So what's going to happen? Yes? Put the soul in charge. Put the soul in charge. Is that it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but why don't, we, why don't we put uh, Jesus in charge? Mm. Why don't we put God in charge? Uh, why don't we, I tell you what, let's deny. Put ourselves in ah, charge. Ah, put ourselves in charge, because you are your soul, and that, that in, in, in simplified forms, is the answer. You are your soul, you just don't think you are. You have separated it like you've separated your body and your mind and your spirit. You, you put your spirit, your, your soul off someplace else, and, and uh, you've bought into all these stories about eternity and, and heaven, and even though you're wise enough, but you still go back there. You still have that little nagging religious aspect that talks about eternity. You're trying to get a good room in heaven <laughs> sometimes. So as long as there is a split in the body, mind, spirit, dust, uh, everything else, as long as there is a split in your human self and your aspects, there are going to be uh, in this type of conflict and occasionally even a war with each other. The moment you realize it's yourself, you are your soul. Pretty scary, isn't it? <laughs> you want it to be something grander. You want it to be something big and magical. You actually want it to be an overlord of some type. You want it to be this uh, grand of grand of grand of grand beings with big wings. I can see through walls and read minds and tell the future and all the rest of that. It's not like that. 
Yeah, too bad. <laughs> you say, well, then what the hell are we doing all this for? <laughs> because the mind has conveniently manipulated it to make the soul into something rather big and complex. Because, see, that's where the, what the mind likes. The mind likes big, it likes complex. It, it makes it feel important. But underneath, your mind is screaming out for freedom. It can't handle it anymore. That's a good thing. There's so much energy on Earth right now. There's so much going on. The mind is going into overload, and it's screaming out in its own way. It'll fight you on it, but it's screaming out. It wants freedom. But freedom, uh, to the mind, it associates with death. And, and it's not really that way. The mind integrates. It blends with it, melds with the body, the soul, the spirit, the whatever, and it becomes your own one, your sovereignty, your freedom, you. So dear friends, it's time to talk to yourself. Talk to yourself as body, mind, spirit. Every part of you wants its freedom. Every part of you wants the integration to occur. No part wants to control the other part anymore. No part really truly wants this separation anymore. And it obviously starts right here. It doesn't start with the overlord soul, because it's you right here. It starts in this moment of allowing yourself this integration, this sovereignty, this becoming your own one. I would ask you to feel into your personal freedom for a moment. How you move beyond the old concepts of body, mind, spirit, nost. Freedom is, is your birthright, is your soul right, and your human right. And while all of this uprising of freedom is taking place across the world and with Gaia herself. I'm asking you about, are you ready? Don't think about it for a change. Don't think about it. Just feel into it. Beyond the Machio. It's the I Am. It's the I Am. Take a deep breath. By nature, by the nature of your being, you are free. It's just gotten a little twisted, a little trapped. My uh, greatest joy is working with humans who are trying to set themselves free. Because uh, as you may have heard the story, I was uh, trapped in my own crystal prison for 100,000 years. Really. And uh, if you haven't heard the story, I'd be happy to tell it again. Uh, <laughs> but dear friends, it, it is my joy. And, and I can sense when uh, people, individuals, want to be free. I can sense when they've had it with uh, the old way, but also their fear and doubt uh, of true freedom. And what generally happens is they take 
uh, they take a middle or a neutral stance. Uh, they, they allow themselves to continue to feel uh, the desire for freedom, but they won't actually let it happen. They actually wake up every day thinking they'll perhaps make a discovery of freedom in their life, but they follow a path that gives them incidental or uh, really uh, meaningless freedoms. What we're talking about here is true freedom, true sovereignty. That means you'll give up some things. It means things will change, obviously. Uh, it means that your humanness, as much as it wants its freedom, is going to cry out and want to know why certain things are happening. But as you breathe in, you realize that it's all being created by you. It's all part of a process of truly being free, if you want freedom, if you truly want freedom. I still have to question whether Earth, whether humans uh, in general, the majority of them, want freedom. I don't know. I think they want more pleasure. I think it's that they want a little bit more comfort, and I think they want uh, a little bit more acceptance. But freedom? I don't know. You, dear Shambra, are desperate for freedom, desperate for it, been searching for it for lifetimes, uh, but you keep hitting some of the same old blocks, aspects. Wondering if you're really ready for responsibility and wondering if you can really trust yourself. All the historic evidence points out to the fact that you can't trust yourself. All of the old programming, the old background and experience says, every time I do this, I get screwed. And, and so what happens? You, you go out, you try what you think is something new or different, and you fall right back into the same patterns. And then parts of you say, see, I told you so. Your aspects know those words very well. See, I told you so. You messed up again. But dear Shambra, sitting here right now as a whole being, as a souled being, as God, you can make that choice for freedom if you want. Or you can wait. We can have this talk next lifetime. If you want to start experiencing some freedom, there's practical things you can do between now and our next gathering. Work with one of the easiest ones to free yourself of. So easy. Child's play. Time. Time. Uh, you're, you're locked into times. You use time on Earth, uh, but you believe a minute is a minute. You believe it, 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 it um, unravels over a specified energy wave. It doesn't. Time is an illusion, but a great tool. Time is a wonderful thing if you're here on Earth. Time is a wonderful thing if you're trying to coordinate with other humans. Uh, time is a great thing even for your biology up to a point. But it's also, it's also a prison. It's also keeping you from freedom. You become time-centric. Everything runs on time. The mind loves time uh, because it's organized. It's, it's very 
systematic. It's in patterns. It's, you can start with your true freedom by going beyond time. And by the way, you can have – this is a case where you actually can have the, the tool of time, but you can transcend it. It's going to be there for, for a long time. <laughs> Humans still use it. But let's say that you have a, a large project, a big assignment, and you look at the time and you say, there's no way I can get it done. Yes, you can. You transcend time. You forget about time. You forget about this uh, systematic unrolling or unraveling of, of energy. You get off of that time clock and you go into um, – well, it's not time, but it's an infinite state, uh, an open state, and you'd be amazed at what you can start creating. If you're late for an appointment, go beyond time. You're not man- please don't misunderstand this. You're not manipulating time. Well, that, that's manipulation. You are transcending time. You are getting yourself free of time. It will have a profound impact on your body, your mind, your spirit, your body of consciousness to suddenly realize you are free. That will set up a new pattern or a new uh, – not pattern, culture, but that it will set up a new uh, energetic dynamic within you that says, I can be free. Time is actually one of the easiest of the, of the things that you can do to get your own freedom back. So what do you do? Well, if you're in a time event, you take a deep breath and you make the choice from here to become timeless, and you don't look at the clock. You're not trying – let's say you, you're not trying to expand time or contract it. That is manipulation. You are going outside of time. I suggest you work with it, you play with it, you, you experiment with it in this next month. It will give you a taste of freedom. So, dear Schumper, let's take a deep breath. Done a lot of work today. That body of consciousness of yours is going to feel the effects tonight and tomorrow. We've done a lot of work. We've gone around the world several times. We've opened up potentials. We've talked about freedom, and we brought it right back home to you, your own freedom, your own self. So, dear Shambra, it's been another engaging session, another active month, many more to come. While all this is going on all around the world, whether it's in Egypt or whether it's in your own heart, just take a deep breath. Stop worrying about it. As somebody said, relax into your ascension. Enjoy life. That is the greatest gift you can give anyone else, is to enjoy your life. Take a deep breath and remember that all is well in all of creation. I am that I am. Adamus, in joyful service to you. And so it is.